What is up, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of Rick for Dirt. And you notice uh, my voice is pretty calm because we are in the middle of some gorgeous, gorgeous wilderness out here in Williams, Arizona. This is Ali. This is Frank. And uh, we're we're coming to you live from Dogtown Lake. In, yeah, absolutely. Williams, Arizona. Yeah, it's and a departure. We're here, we're, we're we're in the morning. It's it's morning. Uh, we've already had coffee. There's food available. We're not going hungry. Like this is this is a, a better trend than I think we've been used to. Yeah, <laughs> we're not cold. We're not hungry. We're caffeinated. Um, we had a we had a pretty decent night's rest, even though we got in kind of late last night. Or at least my group did. Yeah. So. In in our in our former tradition, we are going to start from the end um, <laughs> of our last podcast and kind of save what's been going on with where we're at uh, for a little later. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we uh, we had a great uh, sit down with Luke from Rigged. Yep, Rig Supply, and it was really great to finally uh, connect with them as they've been a uh, partner with us on this podcast for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we ended up having, uh, some cool events come up. Uh, yeah, it was, we didn't have a lot of travel over the last month since we went to big bear, um, yep. with Alan and in the weekend off road crew, we kind of stayed home for a few weeks after that, but we had a lot of events locally that kept us pretty busy. Correct. Um, I had a birthday. So right. as you guys know, we made a big deal about it. You turned 40. <laughs> turned 40. Welcome to the club. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I'm finally there. Um, and we had a big party at Gamecraft Brewing. Yep. Uh, we raised some money for Corva. Uh, our friends at Rebel Off Road um, pitched in and helped us set that up and get it going. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, um, one of the one of the coolest things about what we're doing with the podcast and and being part of the community is the reach is expanding. Yeah. Absolutely. And so being able to bring together people in a cool, organic, honest way has been really fulfilling for me. Yeah. Um, and as part of that, we consolidated the um, OC Rigs and Coffee events yep. under the Rig for Dirt flag. So we had our first RFD OC event. Yeah. And let's talk about that one. I mean, uh, I had to come out, so I, I definitely, I was there. Um, <laughs> he, was, he had an obligation. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, You've been seeing it grow since you started it yeah. originally before we became kind of partners on all yeah. of this. Yeah, so the meetups have been happening for close to three years. And then I rebranded it to OC Rigs and Coffee about a year ago, actually a little over a year ago. Um, it was about probably June of last of last year. Yeah, when, was that the first event? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When we started, when we moved to Steelhead Coffee um, over in Laguna Hills and it had been growing steadily ever since when we started this even a year ago when we moved locations we were getting maybe 20 25 rigs yep which is still a lot like that's still a lot of people it was a fun meetup yeah it was a fun meetup a lot of really good people um a lot of fun and then it's just been kind of steadily growing over the last year and now um the last three meetups have all been over a hundred yeah. uh, which is insane like i'm i'm grateful that one steelhead coffee opens up on a weekend for us and two that we have this massive parking lot that we can make use of and we still have we're probably only using like maybe a quarter of the parking lot right. which is awesome so so yeah we have um i think the last meetup was 113 rigs that showed up um and like you said you know the next kind of iteration or the evolution of this is that we moved everything under the the rfd flag and we look at it as kind of a 
kind of a unification of all the projects that we, you and I had both been working on separately, yep. even before we started the podcast yep. and kind of like, you know, solidifying the, what's, what's been working right. And, and bringing everything into that fold and starting to build not just the podcast, but also kind of like what we're all about out here, right? Like a lifestyle, a community, right? All of the, the core values that we share with each other and with even the brands that we align with. Right. Well, I mean, it, it was easy to just keep and you know, it, it was definitely a, a trust fall yeah. to like say, okay, well let's partner or let's kind of bring our names together right, right. under these things that we've done. And, um, you know, I started these install videos that I have that I'm doing, you know, those are under Rick for dirt now too. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. To rebrand those. And it's like all these little intellectual properties that yep. we have. Um, it just feels like you're stronger together than you are by yourself. hundred percent. We've brought so much to the table in both, like on both of our ends that right. it seems like, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to benefit each other, through the connections or the relationships that we're building through doing things together and people seeing us together and then, you know, things coming up, it's like, well, we might as well just be honest with what, what it is. And it's, yeah. it is a partnership. So it's kind of cool to see us kind of bring it all together and, and develop to your point, uh, a community. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's interesting cause it's growing and there's people that are, that are following um, along and, and they're being part of the adventure and you know it's it just it feels great yeah i mean one of the things that i I appreciate the most i think and you guys have been are you know people that are listening to this podcast whether it's your first time listening or you've been listening from the beginning um the part that i think both of us appreciate a ton is when we get messages from you about how you know whether there was an inspiration point or just passing time like that that message i'll have to look up the instagram name but the message that we got just uh the one that you reposted last week right about how kind of finding your why and this person really it really resonated with this person and getting back to their own heritage and their roots and kind of bringing their children uh, kind of into that fold and maybe and exposing them a little more to kind of that that culture that that she was raised in and it was it was really it was a really cool message i'm i'm stoked that she shared it and that and she tagged us in it and kind of how we kind of incorporated into that you know we i wouldn't take credit for that moment but definitely kind of how we were able to weave into that you know that whole direction that she was going in is pretty cool. That was uh, something that, you know, before we started this episode, we kind of talked about wanting to get into. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that. I want to, I want to cover, um, I want to cover the birthday party, which was really cool over at Gamecraft Brewery. Uh, it was done in partnership with uh, um, Rebel Off-Road and as well as, you know, Casey's always with us. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, uh, we were celebrating your 40th. Yeah. It was kind of like, uh, Hey Ali, can you put together a flyer? I'm like, yeah, I'll put together yeah. A flyer. the flyer was awesome. By the way, if you guys <laughs> didn't see it, like I, the first thing my eye went to was the pictures of the rigs and I was like, this is freaking cool. Like this looks great. The color combo, like everything. And then I think it took me like a good, like two or three minutes to notice that the, you had the Pac-Man logo oh, yeah. like a little pac-man yeah. up, in, up in the rfd like in the in the rfd night it was that was pretty that was a that was a pretty clever touch and again there's another example it was called the rig for dirt night right and granted it was really just celebrating your birthday and and raising some money for a great cause but you know bringing it under that umbrella once again gives it an identity and it really brought 
you know the community who's been following along um like it almost it's almost like they people listen to this podcast or they see us on on instagram but then they're able to kind of connect right there's that there's that element of the there's the real world element to it correct right it's not just someone from instagram or a podcast that you listen to we're you know we're regular people just like you guys and you know we have lives and families and jobs and you know birthdays <laughs> regular people regular people actually right? we have some extraordinary people who listen to exactly uh, podcast <laughs> no, before i forget humbling. so that that instagram account there the, the, the girl the lady that that shared her story uh that's feathered not dot at feathered not dot thanks for sending that that was awesome yeah so the birthday party was at um it was at gamecraft brewing it's a place that i really like it's actually close to my house and coincidentally they back up against rebel off-road so they're like neighbors yep which is really cool but gamecraft brewing um, has this really cool concept. Not, I mean, not only is their beer really good, and so is their food. By the way, I don't know if you got if you had a chance to eat there. Yeah, their food is yeah. like ridiculously good. Um, but it's all about gaming. So, and not just like video games. They have this cool video game wall that you can like go into this room and play um, all these different kinds of games and different kinds of platforms. Uh, but they also have like board games, role play games, table games, puzzle games, like. You just grab one and go to your table, have some beers with your friends, and play a game. Like whether you're balancing sticks or whatever that game was <laughs> they were playing. Like it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Oh, the big ass Jenga. Yeah, <clears throat> there's yeah. that too. They have the giant Jenga outside. Like it's the it's, one where you have to watch your beer. Like that and thing and your toes kicks people out. Yeah, yeah, and your toes when that thing comes down. <laughs> so, um, so there. So yeah, we had a great time. We had a great turnout. Um, a lot of our you know friends, old and new, came out. Uh, locals and even some not locals. Like Brad drove up from San Diego. Um, Jillian was there and a few others. Yep. Um, Rebel, of course, brought their rigs out, and that was awesome. A lot of gladiators. Yeah. yeah I was, was surprised. Cool. It was cool to see them, like, in yeah. different states of uh, their builds. Like, yeah. Uh, Brad and Josh brought out theirs. Uh, that's uh, Trail Recon and uh, yep. SoCal Expedition. Um, and it was really cool to see. And, yeah. you know, so we, you know, my whole thing was this, is, like, if I'm going to have a birthday, and I'm and it's going to be a big one, so there's going to be, uh, you know, a decent amount of people there, Um why not do something good with, with the opportunity, right? With, you know, you're, if you're going to attract a crowd, um, you know, let's, let's give back to someone that does a lot for us behind the scenes, you know, like Corva is an organization. It's the California off-road vehicle association. And I know all of you guys aren't in, aren't in California that are listening. Um, but I guarantee you there is a group that is either national or is in your state doing a lot of the same work. So yep. even if it's not Corva for you, definitely look them up and give them some port because uh, I guarantee you they're doing a lot of work for you that you may not be aware of. I mean, so. the two, the two biggest names I, that I know of myself is Corva and yeah. then tread lightly, right? Which are two great organizations fully vetted. Yep. Um, both put a lot of time and money and resources into yep. uh, fighting for your right to stay on trail and keep these uh, trails open and keep them, keep them uh, managed in such a way that, um, they won't get close. And those two organizations really complement each other really well because Corva is fighting on the legislative side. So they work at the state level to keep trail access open from a legal standpoint. Um, and they work with state senators and representatives um, to make sure that um, proper channels are gone through and that there is a, there is a well-rounded argument and that all of the people are represented when it comes to a decision regarding land use, right? And Tread Lightly um, handles the responsibility side, right? Right. So they really complement each other really well um, in education and teaching people how to, you know, 
experience the outdoors and then the other side that makes sure you're able to so definitely check those two out and tread lightly is national so you should they should be on your radar period for sure um so anyways oh and while we're on the topic of of names uh, um i want to give a huge shout out to the companies that donated to our raffle yep um so we had uh, rebel off-road obviously contributed some goodies um tembo tusk um and overland bound together um they overland bound has a has a has a branded uh scottle um and if you guys know tembo tusk their stuff it it was a really blingy prize because yeah. it's it's some pretty high-end stuff the yeah. scottle is not a cheap it's not a cheap investment but man is that cool. cool and if you don't and if you follow marco cooking up uh, overland x you yeah. know what what it's capable of doing it, yeah. yeah the goodness that can come off of a scottle <laughs> yeah and it's pretty compact i mean <laughs> it is it uh it, breaks it really down, is it breaks down real small and yeah yeah, so huge thanks to them. Nice piece um, of Falcon Tire, surprisingly. Like, I remember I was talking to it was, Shannon. It was a little random, the stuff you got. It was, right? But a wall clock. Yeah, a wall clock, um, a bar. Bar a, stool. A bar stool. It was a, a shop bench, essentially, or a shop stool. Yeah. Um, yeah and then a, a Swiss Army knife, all branded Falcon. And when I reached out, Falcon is, um, they recently came on board to help me with, with Truckee. And... Um, I'm talking like a couple of months at most, right? So I reached out to them and I said, hey, um, I'm doing this thing. Um, I know the relationship's new, but if you guys can contribute, um, that'd be great. And I know I also like kind of gave them an out because, you know, contributing tires, that's a big deal. Like that's not like something you can just like, sure, it's an expensive thing, right? So I was like, I don't know what they're going to send me. He's like, how about some swag? And I was like, uh, sure. I don't know what they're going to send me, but when it showed up, I was like, this stuff is awesome. Yeah. It was, it wasn't just like t-shirts and hats. Yeah. It was really cool stuff. I was like, man, these guys came through. Yep. So, so huge, huge thanks to them. Um, who else did we have? Oh, uh, Gaia. Yep. Gaia gave us subscriptions. Yeah. They gave us 10 premium one year subscriptions that we gave out. That was awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, we had a lot of really good, I got a bag from 511. Yep. God. 511 tactical. 511 tactical had a bag. Um, yeah, we had a lot of really cool stuff. Front runner. Um, they gave, um, two camp chairs, which same thing, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, Those things are super compact suit. They fold in really nice. Um, I'm actually thinking about buying one now for myself because uh, I like this chair that I'm sitting in, but the compactness of that camp chair was pretty rad. I am looking at the Nemo stuff. Yeah. And that Nemo has that, uh, the stargazer. Did you see it at, uh, Overland Expo? That's the one I was sitting in. Yeah. If you guys are looking for like a camp chair, um, that's really, really cool. Yes. Um, I've got my eyes on this, uh, it reclines. It's kind of like a rocker. Yeah. It's called the stargazer. They've got two versions. One yeah, where they you have the pro and headrest the... and one without a headrest. Yeah. I'd recommend the one with the headrest. It's yes. just, I mean, it's, it's a nice way. I of mean, saying. I used that one when we did the podcast at Overland Expo, and I can tell you right now, you can fully fall asleep in that chair. Not a sponsor, by the way. Not a, no, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. Um, you know, and it's funny because we've been talking about them off and on for a long time because that's my sleep setup. When we talked about episode one yep. and dialing your sleeping setup, like my me personally, that's what I have. I have the, one of their sleeping bags and one of their um, air, you know, the pads. That's right. Yep. And oh man, to this day, I still use that setup, and it's I'm. I sleep like a champ when we camp now. It's awesome. You know, one thing that we haven't done in a while, and I don't mean to throw a curveball in, but we haven't done our, like, piece of gear. Oh, yeah. Like, the one piece of gear that we're stoked on, like, yeah, to talk yeah. about. So, um, I've got one in mind, but one thing I do want to talk about, too, is uh, we raised we raised a decent amount oh, of yeah, money, Oh, right? yeah, we did, yeah. So, we had a great turnout. Um, we had great prizes, um, raffle stuff, and uh, we raised, I think it was a total of... Uh, 
just under 800 bucks, like 790 or something like that. Yep. And then we had somebody who matched some money too, right? Yeah. So we had um, Travis from Ameriprise, they're a financial planning um, firm. And they came over and they basically contributed everyone who signed up uh, their email address. Um, they kicked in, they kicked in $10, which is awesome. awesome. Yeah. But if anyone like basically replies to the email and just gets a cons- a free consult and says, Hey, look, you know, I'm thinking about my future and, you know, making sure I have money yep. <laughs> when I retire, right. Which we should all be doing, even if it's not with Ameriprise specifically, um, he, he, he would kick in later another $20. That's awesome. And that all goes straight to Corva. Yeah. And so you're talking about like $30 a head potentially that are just, just for showing up. I mean, that's, and, and if they actually sign up for services, this is the kicker, another $50 yeah. goes to Corva. Yeah. So I was impressed and he had a great, same thing, great turnout for him. Um, he sent me a huge thank you email actually just a couple of days ago. So yeah, we did really well for Corva, I think on this one for being a first time and, and being, being a, a birthday party and a nighttime. Event. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. It's like beer and food. But we just happen to be able to also parlay that yeah. into something good. So yeah, it was great. It's nice when you could have fun and also um, give back a, a little. Thing. Yeah, yeah do a good deed. Oh, the motorcycle's on. Yeah, so the camp right now is kind of waking up. And uh, I think in a couple hours, people are going to start heading off into trail. And yeah. we'll get to what this camp is. It's something very unique and special. Um, but going back to... Uh, to well, RFD? Well, actually, so, no. Going back to uh, um, the piece of kit. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. One thing that... Uh, <laughs> so, it was like... It's like in the 80s out here in Williams. Um, really nice temperature, great weather. And I'm thinking to myself on the way up as I'm... Well, before I even came up on the... As I was packing in the garage, I'm like, oh, the weather's going to be great. But at night, it's probably not going to even be that cold. Um, so, I left my buddy heater at home oh i left mine at home too i didn't bring it and i wish i would have brought really it. yeah i got i got a little chilly this morning was colder than yesterday for sure yeah yeah this yeah. morning i actually i actually zipped up I, i've been sleeping in my sleeping bag with it unzipped kind of using it like a blanket yeah and this morning i actually zipped it like right around four or five in the morning i actually zipped it and bundled up in, like in the sleeping bag it got pretty cold so it, did. it got a little chilly and it's like I guess why I would say the buddy heater, I don't think I've, I've brought this up before. Um, the, the reason why I like it is it's one of those in, those little mini investments I made. Oh, like, man. It's not super expensive. It's not super cheap. It's, uh, it's I, I, what is it? It's like a hundred something bucks. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely not a cheap piece of gear and it's, it's like a, it's like a hundred and change, like 120 or something like that. Um, it runs off those green Coleman propane, yep. propane cans. Super convenient, super, super compact. convenient, compact, but you know what? It's a lifesaver, man. It, that thing, that thing saved my butt at Overland Expo. Dude, all I got to say is the ability to turn it on <clears throat> for like five minutes, yeah. heat up your whole world and then even to get dressed off, in the morning. It's enough to either get to sleep. Yep. <clears throat> and then, you know, get, have your body heat kind of fill the tent. Yep. Or wake up in the morning when you're like kind of frozen. Yep. Turn it on for five minutes, kind of thaw that's out. That's exactly what I would do. And that's exactly what I use it for. Yeah. And so I kind of wish I had it this morning. Yeah. I just, you know, you get a little, I'm, I'm almost 41. You get stiff. And you're you 40 kinda, now. Yeah, you know how it totally, is. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The arthritis kicks in. <laughs> you know, the, the, the joints are achy. Yeah. The joints actually have to warm up like your truck. Like they gotta, they've got to self-lubricate before you can start moving right. around. Like you got to get the juices flowing. Everything's yeah. creaking and making noise. So it's just. Crunching. Yeah, actually, uh, um, 
I think I talked about it, but my, my wrist is still killing me. I was going to ask you, how's your hand doing? Yeah, especially in the mornings, like when it's cold. Yeah. The wrist is just murder. So yeah, the buddy heater would come in handy. The buddy heater is a good, yeah. So that's my, that's my piece of kit. Yeah. That I would want to promote without having to promote it. Yeah. You know what? Um, I would copy you and say the same thing, but I'll, I'll say something different, but I will say that, um, when it dropped into the twenties at Overland Expo, mm-hmm. I I'm pretty sure I would have frozen, not to death, but <laughs> I would have been like miserable. close miserable if it wasn't for that buddy heater. I actually ran it all night um, because it was. Um, I don't have a, I mean a, a twenty degree sleeping bag, and I think we talked right. about this in the last in one of our like previous previous episodes about how your sleep the sleeping bag ratings. Yep, they're not they're not the number on the bag is not for your comfort. Right, it's for your survival. Yeah. Right, so even though you have a twenty degree sleeping bag, it's probably you can pretty much add twenty degrees to that. You can and survive. Yes, in twenty degree. It weather. will keep you alive and not, and so you don't go hypothermic at in twenty degree weather. You're not gonna be stoked. But you're not gonna be stoked. It's gonna be brutal. Yeah. And like my sleeping bag, I think is a thirty degree sleeping bag. So it's pretty much it's like it's comfort zone for being a great night's sleep is right around forty fifty degrees, um, probably closer to forty five fifty five. Uh, so this tonight at 51 ish we were right in there was so I was, yeah so i was able to be comfortable but in over at overland expo when it got down low i i put two blankets over my sleeping bag and i was still freezing yeah and i ended up burning through two propane cans at night i woke up at like <laughs> one in the morning to replace the can to swap out yeah because i was freezing but you know what damned if it doesn't work man yeah my tent was toasty and comfy and i actually i was actually able to sleep so um but no honestly my my bit of gear that i've been getting a ton of mileage out of which is really weird to say is and basic is this mug so i have your shimano mug yeah so i got this mug at one of our sales meeting it's a hydro flask little insulated mug you've i'm sure you've seen them like people have them all the time i got a couple yeah but i don't have one with a handle on the side that's pretty cool yeah so it has this handle it's a mug got a lid on it um says shimano on the front uh but man I say Shimano one more time. Yeah, it's got Shimano on the front. (laughs) (laughs) Now who's the one? Now who's name dropping? If you're just tuning in to us and you've never listened to another episode, Frank works for Shimano. Yeah. So So this is one of the swag items that we got a long time ago. It's it's a solid piece of swag. It really is. Um, And like I've been I've been using it since I I got it at Sea Otter because we made these for the Sea Otter Classic this year. Um, So back in like April. Um, and I've been using it every single time I've gone out for water, like around camp for my, you know, evening libations yep. and for coffee in the morning. And this thing lives, lives with me. Like it's in my hand almost all the time. So get yourself a good little camp mug that's insulated, has a good lid on it yep. that doesn't spill. And man, I don't bring anything else with me. I just bring this and I live off that. I live out of that thing. That's so awesome. yeah, that's my cool. bit of. I've never realized how important a good mug is until well, I carry like anywhere between two or three like different types of mugs in yeah. my rig at all times, uh, including like, um, you know, the whole vacuum, like whatever double lined, right, right, hold, like water containers. Because usually my my go to is I'll have I'll have little mugs like that that you have. Mine don't have the handle, like so they're more like cups, like doing some yeah. cups with the tops. So I have a few of those. They always come in handy. There's always somebody who forgets their cup or whatever, so you're able to give them out. And then uh, I have those big, like, kind of growlers, and I'll fill one up oh, with yeah. water and ice, and I'll fill we one up with coffee. Yeah. 
dude, those worked solidly in dude, Moab. Solid. We lived we lived out of those things. Like yeah. I'm so stoked that you brought two of them. Yeah. Because I actually have one of those, the exact same one, and I didn't bring it. And now I do. Now I travel with it because of what you brought to they work. They're amazing. Dude, one is none and two is one. Right? Yeah. If you yeah, right <laughs> you could always be in that like uh, sir, can you uh, walk a little quieter, please? <laughs> we got one of our friends coming up on us yeah <laughs> paparazzi the paparazzi are, 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 are coming in <laughs> um no but it's it's I, I love that we do these podcasts in the middle of literally in the middle of like the events because you kind of hear like the voices in the background yeah people doing stuff and you know people people tend to like you know like it too like, yeah they see us doing it and they feel like oh they're probably gonna be on the next episode yeah whatever. well they might be if they're lucky i see um your doppelgangers my doppelgangers creeping up slowly creeping with the camera like i'm some yeah. kind of like wild like like animal and, <laughs> i saw i saw him i'm like hey look it's frank but it didn't have the same effect of, i actually oh, had i hey, actually look, had a guy Marco. i actually had a guy walk by me yesterday <laughs> and he goes you guys seen frank and i'm like i'm right here and he goes oh i thought it was marco <laughs> it's like what <laughs> Brown and bearded. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. I really do think the beard's coming off pretty soon. Um, yeah. I actually grew it out extra long to match to match <laughs> Marco. Marco, <approved. laughs> Marco, come here. Come here. <laughs> hey, say hello. How's everybody doing? Well, they're not going to reply to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to hear this for a few weeks. <laughs> but awesome. come here. Tell us about your experience so far. How you been? I mean, um, you know, coming up here, you brought your daughter up here. Um, you guys had some some fish the last couple nights. Um, you know, the, the guys that you're hanging out with. Just give us a quick, like the five minute rundown or the two minute rundown of what you've been, your last 48 hours have been like. I want to thank Casey Highlights and 511 for putting this up together. It's been great. Uh, we've been doing some cooking, some, yep. a lot of relaxing. Yeah, I got my daughter here. She's uh, she's doing well. We're going to do some cooking tonight too, right? Yes, we are. It's a cook-off between uh, Marco and Ali tonight. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It'll be, it should be fun. But yeah, yeah it's been amazing. It's the real thing should be like grand yeah. yeah yeah it's 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 nice to have the community come together absolutely, right? all, absolutely. All, all the friends getting together and doing something really fun we'll we'll talk about it we haven't really yeah. dug into like what this event is yet on the on the podcast but um we'll, we'll cover that yep. soon but so stoked to have you here uh it's been a lot of fun so far and it's just good to have good good people you know it's doing awesome really congratulations awesome. guys you yeah. did a great job thank you Cool. Thanks. That's a good looking dude, by the way. Just going to say that right now. <laughs> um, actually, I, I like the idea of bringing some people on. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it later. I yeah. Think. We'll, we'll dedicate some time and actually sit with people and, and chat with them. I want to, I want to get back to the, um, I want to get back to the, what was her name again? Um, the girl who, instant or message oh yeah at, at feathered uh feathered not dot right yeah something to that effect yes i think you said it right you read it earlier so I, yeah um her message kind of like stuck with me a little bit about you know going back to the why and it's funny because i think you and i both um kind of hit a interesting speed bump 
in our professional careers. Yeah, I think in just just life, right? And life. Like just, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like, and that for me, it started as as a speed bump in my professional career, and then I realized that speed bump had existed in my personal life as right. well. Right, a hundred percent. I, which I think was why my work life was going where it was going, and it's at work, it's a lot. It's a lot easier at work to be a certain way and get called out for it yeah. than it is sometimes at home when you're just kind of accepted sometimes for just who you are. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I think you're 100% right because I feel like at home, it's almost more, I, I, this is me speaking personally, you can agree or not, but I feel like it's more difficult to sometimes be honest with, with your significant other or your family. Yeah. than it is with your coworkers because you feel like you have that professional relationship and you're obligated to sometimes just be honest. And with your family, there's a lot more emotion and sometimes you're trying to not hurt them. Sure. Right. And you're holding back. Or you're, and you're more understanding of what they're going through. So you're not saying it. Right. In reality, maybe you need to say it. So exactly. It it's like slapping somebody who like, you know, is drunk and just telling them like, wake the fuck up. Yeah. You know, like, so, um, I, I guess since I brought it up, I'll, uh, I'll well, speak to my kind of, well, yeah. And I think before you even just for a real quick, like I find it personally incredible that of the timing of all of this, that we had the conversation with Alan and then we kind of went through this, you know, afterwards. And I, I think it speaks to just kind of how things work out. Right. And how things kind of come and things happen for a reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was oddly and eerily timey timely <laughs> yeah i mean it's funny now that i kind of throughout this whole process because uh, at work it started to go into a really um negative place for me where a lot of stuff that i was kind of just like compartmentalizing and shoving in the back of my head was manifesting itself in ways that i wasn't even aware of as far as like attitude and um i mean I, I like to think my performance was still at a, at a good level, but attitude is everything. And especially when you're working on a team and it, and it just got to a, a, and leading a team, like you're not just working on a team. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It just got to a place where I wasn't the best version of me and being with a company for four years where everything has just been amazing to then having like a period of, you know, a few months where things just start slipping pulling it back took a it got brought to my attention and like the way you don't want it brought to your attention and i'll just admit it like it just it got to a place where people had said something and so then it it came back to me and it's like hey you know this is kind of like what the narrative is starting to take shape as or the perspective and you know the reality is is my reality was not the reality that other people were perceiving my reality to be. So totally, I knew how I felt inside and I knew what my reasons were for maybe being a little distant or, um, you know, not being fully engaged, but the people around me were taking it under their own interpretations and, um, own kind of like what they were bringing into it. But, that was the reality of their perception. So when you're, when you're faced with somebody coming to you and saying, Hey, this is how you're acting to people or how people are perceiving you to act. It's really easy to be like, well, that's not what's happening. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you know yourself and you know who you want to be, what kind of person you want to be. And when you hear that people 
don't agree with that and they're seeing you in a completely different way yeah. that you know is not you and you and you, or and you know you don't want to be that person yeah. that conflict is it's kind of jarring yeah and you know so one option is to be like no exactly what are you talking about that's not me yeah uh, you guys are, you guys are crazy like um oh you're all you're all just trying to gang up on me or whatever right. whatever it is you feel attacked right like yeah first your first gut reaction is like no but if you're, if you're truly trying to get to a better place and you've already been struggling with some stuff and somebody brings that to you, um, and the way I ended up handling it was, oh man, okay, this is happening. This is how it's being perceived. It doesn't matter if it's real in my mind, it's real on the outside perception. Exactly. Right? And you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like malicious. I wasn't like yelling at people. I wasn't like throwing tables over, but it was just like, maybe I was a little bit more, hard to like get to terms with on a, in a meeting or you know um maybe you know, what it's, you know what it's like less agreeable or whatever you know it's like what we were talking about last night with and i don't want to jump to another tangent but last yesterday we had a good class with fieldcraft survival that we'll talk about in the next podcast but um when they're talking about navigation yep. and how you per, how your dominant leg can kind of you know you can walk in circles sure. right that that's that's a real thing yep. right and so for that reason you need an azimuth right you need to kind of have your your point of direction your bearing, yep. your bearing right and so i think what ended up happening what ends up happening is even in your even in your life right you can start to deviate and you have this fork Correct. and you start to why and the more the longer you ignore it the further off track you get and 100%. getting back becomes that much more difficult. Yep. Right. And, and you have to be honest with yourself and the feedback that you're getting. Yep. Right. That, that says, look, if, if, if the common perception is this, then I'm clearly deviating. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that really like, like there's a lot of stuff that really kind of resonates and can be translated kind of analogous. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, uh, and then it's like, and it's like a snowball effect. Right. It does absolutely. So one little bad thing you can deal with that. The second bad thing you can still deal with it, but now it's like maybe affecting you in in a couple ways. The third, the fourth, the fifth, it starts to compound, and yeah, and it gets to the point where all you see is bad. It, you're no, you're hundred percent because your right. positivity is just gone. It's gone. It's like you. It's like, it's like it's just been sapped like right yeah. out of you, and you just have this like. You have this perspective for a brief moment that everything is going wrong. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. just this one thing because it, it's all connected, right? Like, you know, your job is is especially for for you know, I will say both our cases, but you have children yep. that you know you're the breadwinner. This jobs are more than just jobs, right? Like, there's yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm God bless her. My wife actually, I've, I was saying anyone was the breadwinner would be her. We both, you know, we've done well for ourselves as far as like our careers, but, um, and that's funny because one of the things that kind of like got me off was we went through a tough time because she was starting, um, her practice and that was a lot of like, that was, that was, that was a big trust fall in itself. It's where it's like, all right, babe, I support you. I know you can do it. She, you know, she had never done anything like that before. Right, like, yeah. And then we were all in. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we've got X amount of savings. Go for it. We've, uh, we've kind of been counting on your income, but let's just, well, let's just do yeah. it. And so it got to the point where it was only within the last few months where things have turned around and now we're going back to positive. Uh, but we got to a place where um, the savings were gone. 
Oh man. And that's a scary place. It's a scary place because yeah. you know, you had this cushion and suddenly you don't have it. And then, so that's stress. And then your and then your job becomes like that much like compounded as far as like the money you're bringing in, in your own career. And it's like the stress is all on you. So yeah, th- my, my anxiety and my stress level, like shot up through the fucking roof. And like, the challenge there is that it then it, at that point it becomes about the money. Oh, totally. And when it, when it's it, not being fun. Exactly. And when it becomes about the money, it, it stops being fun, but other issues start to creep in and other like conflicts and arguments well, just and off your game. Completely. Yeah. Like it, you lose focus. Dude, when I'm on my game, it's like I make my Hail Mary throws and I don't care as much. Yeah. You, you know? land them. You nail them, right? You, you nail them. You land them. Yeah. It's good. It's what's got me to where I'm at in my career, you know, with having gone to very little college, like, you know, yeah. an associates level, yeah. um, but still managing to do stuff that people get masters for, you know, yeah. like, and it, and it's, and it's always been a source of pride for me to have like done that. Um, but when you're off your game and your, your game is all that got you to where you're at, um, that's detrimental to, yeah. to your future as a person like me. And I, and I think anyone, and so I was off my game totally off like that and i'm not saying that was all but i didn't i didn't really put it together but it had been when when i got when i got talked to it was almost an exact year from when my father had passed oh wow and you know when you there's already emotion like circling around that yeah i mean it's just and then i was on a new team yeah so i was off my old team where i was just like we were like killing it and i was a part of this new team where there were already existing relationships and i was kind of coming into it trying to fit into this new dynamic oh dude even even physically um in in the office it's like i'm my desk is still in the original team's area so oh, wow. i'm not even physically with my yeah the new you know, team the new team so yeah it was just really God, it was just a really hard period it's that crazy i wish i mean i wish Maybe I had talked about it more with somebody or, you know, just because we always think about mental health as somebody being schizophrenic or bipolar. A serious, serious, serious issue. Yeah. But mental health is also like you're going through a rough patch and needing to like reach out and talk to somebody and like yeah. kind of get your bearings. And I had none of that. I was trying to do it all on my own. Yes. And what that turned into was being irritable at home. And this is, oh, so this is a big part of it too is. So this stuff's happening at work. I didn't realize how much it was also happening at home. And it goes back to that thing where it's like your family makes allowances for who you are. And my wife, I love her to death. Like she, she just kind of like accepted that. Oh, he's just going through a rough patch. Right. Try to make, and I, and And she's not trying to pile onto it. Right. Right. And I could look back and see like, you know, Oh, she did a lot of things to like try to make it better for me. Um, without being so like, um, overt about it. Right. And, uh, but still like in hindsight being 2020, it's like, God, I wish we would have had a talk sooner or I would have gotten that like wake up call. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the whole thing with my dad is like, I never dealt with him passing. He, he got Parkinson's, um, and then mild dementia by the time he, he left planet earth. And we had, had, we had had a really crappy, um, relationship as i was growing up i mean fist fights and constantly like seeing him oh wow my mom get at it and he was physically abusive um and it's and it sucks that his legacy will always have that to it yeah 
um but you know there was there was a lot of there was just a lot of shit at home and i'm sure a lot of our listeners have most likely dealt with their own i mean yeah things are It's a, it's a, it's kind of a weird thing to talk about on a podcast. To a bunch it is, of but I think, and this is people listening in, but the reality is, is we go through our shit. Yeah. And I think that's the key here, right? And not the key, but one of the valuable points is that, you know, it's really easy to separate the people that you listen to or follow on Instagram as, as personalities and not real. And, you know, Ollie and I had this conversation before we started recording this of, do we want to go down this road and do we want to expose some very personal stuff? And I, I, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of begrudgingly, like I was not hesitant, but I was hesitant to do it. But I feel like, look, life isn't always fantastic and great, not even for us, for anybody. Right. And so it's important, I think, that that people for their own mental health understand that, um, you know, dude, life affects everybody. It doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what they put out into the world and what they would the the. The, the perception yep. of their life is right. We are all going through troubles and, you know, going back to what you're talking about, you know, it was eerily, very eerie and very bizarre to me how parallel our situations were because right as you were going through this, um, I had a very similar thing happen with me, you know, at work with, with my boss and, you know, he sat me down in a room and, you know, kind of laid it out for me and same thing. The, the, he said, you know, the perception is this, the perception is that, um, you know, you're, you're getting dis you're becoming distant from your team. You know, you're, you're not engaging in what they're doing. Right. Um, you're kind of doing your own thing yep. and you know, there's the cohesiveness is being lost. Right. And not just with your team, but even with the rest of the business. And you know, that's not my perception. I've been at that company for a very long time. Like, and you I, know in your heart how you feel. Exactly. Yep. It was a huge contradiction to what I thought I was doing and how I feel and where I want to be, yep. right? As a contributor to that company that I've been with for, you know, a decade and a half almost over, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was a gut punch. And I think I worded that. And, you know, it, if it wasn't for the conversations that we've all been having, um, I did, I kind of... I'm trying to find like I'm a very preserved private person, and mm. I think I I think we've talked about yeah. this, where I, you know, and I think we've been talked about with Alan, where you know I was raised that you know your problems are your own, you don't talk about them, you you deal with them, and you deal with them on your own. You don't bring other people into your drama, yep. right? And I think we brought the, you all into our drama, right? <laughs> but I think the mistake there is that there's drama and then there's problems. Yep, this is not drama. These are real life problems that you do need support on. You do yep. need your circle of trusted friends and family. And so I kind of did a little leap of faith of my own. And I, on Instagram, just said, look, man, you know, I did a story and I don't normally do that. That's not my style. Um, I probably won't do it again. But um, but I think it was a good experience in did that. You do I said, that? I, I, dude, I'm so bad with stories. I don't like go on everyone's. Yeah, I, I basically said, look, you know, sometimes life punches you in the gut and it the, what defines you is not your mistakes and it what defines you is how you handle those mistakes right right and getting and how you get back up you know i go the we all got here right we're all we're all where we are in life we've we've survived you know yeah. we've all been in bad places before and we're going to be in bad places again right and so 
as long as you understand, and this is actually an analogy to this, is when I wrecked my back, mm-hmm. um, like four years ago, I really wrecked my back. I was in bed for a week. Um, and, you know, I, I rationalized something in my head where I asked a doctor, I go, how, I go, is this pain like literally going to damage me if I force myself to do something and just go through the pain? He goes, no, it's going to hurt like, like the worst thing you've ever felt, but no, it won't kill you and it's not going to, you know, damage anything. It's just, we just got to fix it. And I was like, okay. And that made it easier to push through the pain. Like I was starting to kind of force myself to walk and force myself to kind of work through the pain because I knew that no matter what, it wasn't going to kill me. Right. Right. It's not, there's the, the negative side is just the pain, right? There's, there's no other repercussions to, to forcing your way through it. So I, so that's what I did. And it's, and this is, this is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Right. And I think, and credit to you, Ali, because we had this conversation even, I think, when we first started doing the podcast and I told you about how I just don't talk about problems in mm-hmm. general. And you're like, well, you should definitely have those conversations with Shannon, too. Like she yeah. would appreciate it. Right. As, you, oh, as yeah. your partner. Right. Knowing what's going on with you and what's going on and and, you know, where your frustrations are. And, you know, I had the same conversation with my boss. I had the same conversation with my team. I had the same conversation actually with friends. Right. Like. Alan reached out, Rob, you know, VTW reached out. I talked to you about it, yep. you know, and all of you guys collectively with my home life and with, you know, my friends, like you all gave me very good advice and very similar advice. Look, get back to center, focus on your goals, yep. take the feedback that they're giving you. They're not making it up. If you're getting this feedback and if that's the the perception that you're getting collectively, they're not making it up, right? right? There's truth there and you need to accept that truth and work on it. Yeah, and that was, you know, for me, that was probably one of the one of the first times I w- I wish I would have done learned this lesson earlier in life. Yep, which I hope there's some young listeners that will. Um, they're not attacking you. They're not coming at you. They're not trying to, you know, cut you down. You know, if that's the perception, you know, it, you're the common denominator for the most right? part. Because people in general don't want to do bad, right? right in my thought, there are some, right? Like you yeah. said, like you said, for the most part, right? There are some people that are just jerks. They want to see the world burn, right? right? But for the most part, if you've surrounded yourself with good people, they're not trying to cut you off at the knees, right? Correct. They're 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 telling you, and especially if you're hearing it consistently. Yep. So, so I will say one thing though is there's there's always going to be those people um, that you work with who are going to be jealous. Yeah. And when these kind of things happen, you have to course correct quickly because what it does is it's like when you're off your game, it lowers your defenses. Your, your guard is down against yeah. those types of people and it's almost like blood in the water. Yeah. And it's a very bad place to be. It is a bad place to be. So for me, like the one thing that got me through it was just complete and total acceptance. And irregardless of how I felt about what I was going through internally or how I was truly feeling inside, I just said, you know what? It's all true. Yeah. I just treated it as though it was all true and I took full ownership. And so I think sometimes the expectation is when these conversations happen is this person's going to react exactly the way I'm perceiving them to be. And then I think the next talk is, okay, maybe this career is no longer like maybe, maybe you've outgrown your role here or yeah, whatever. That's entirely possible. Right, but when some, you when you take ownership, yeah, it deflates the entire situation. It, yeah, and there's a realization like, oh, maybe this person really is just going through a bad time in their lives, and look, if they're willing to work on it, you can't really deny them that opportunity. 
right? Absolutely. That right there is, is I think, 100% key. Like, if someone's willing to put the effort in to take the feedback, accept it, and work on it, you can't, you can't, you, you have to give them a chance to do that. Yeah, and, you know, God, I'm sure I'll be dealing with my shit for, like, the next decade. But yeah. the immediate results of the past month have been, I've been happier at work. Absolutely. Just facing, like, myself, I've been happier at work. I've had a relationship with my two sons that I think I've been missing out on for years, which is crazy. Um, but the relationship has changed in such a way that there's a lot more love and a lot more trust on their behalf towards me because I haven't even been raising my voice. Yeah. I've just been like, it's almost like you raise your voice in order to be heard. But the reality is you can speak softly and still carry get your message across exactly like, my little guy's gnarly my five-year-old ashton like the guy's just he's, he's, he's a little firecracker dude he's he's crazy <laughs> he's funny i can't wait to see what he's gonna be like when he's 16 um <laughs> but uh but with him everything gets amplified so he turns it on and then you turn it on and he'll turn it on 10 times harder yeah it, you just kind of keep one upping each other right a, on the on the total dial. escalation right yeah. it's, a, it's an arms race yeah uh to the bottom and with him i've just you know he'll he'll try to flip that switch and i'll just be like hey buddy that that hurts my feelings um it doesn't make me feel good when you talk to me that way and he's expecting me to yell but i'm not and suddenly you know he'll still try to like scream or call me stupid or whatever and your your inclination is like shut up you know like right. you little <laughs> um but it's like hey man that's not cool and you just treat it like it's not as impressive as he thinks it is because when he says stupid he thinks right. he, he thinks he's being so like powerful oh, yeah. and it's oh, like and he and it is I mean it is disrespectful to you oh, to say it to your parents right? I mean it is and but and I it think it doesn't fly I'm not like oh yeah that's okay but no. I think what you're establishing by being calm and collected and not reacting is a respect well respect and hey it's not you, you're saying you're that not, word but yeah. it's not that big of a deal you're not condoning so, it you're not giving it any fuel yeah and, and what it's done now is um He'll he'll kind of throw his fit. He'll throw one more like try to jab out there, try to see like <laughs> just to see and nothing's one, happening. One hell mary reaction, <laughs> and then he like looks at me. He's like, "I'm sorry." I was wow. Like, oh, okay. Like we're, we're actually making huge, it's powerful. Progress. Yeah, huge progress. And um, I was talking. It would it would be so amazing to get Mike Hernandez from uh, Fieldcraft on here one day because uh, he he thrives in the in the world. His whole deal is uh, child behavioral uh, psychology. And, oh, wow. Well, um, you know, one thing that I think that you're, that you're skipping over, and I think that whether you know it or not is incredibly valuable, is the one thing that you are establishing in that moment is you're teaching him how to cope with conflict. Sure, yeah. Like you're teaching him the right way to react and the right way to, to, to even handle himself. He doesn't need but, to turn it on. Exactly, that yeah. he realizes that that to not let his emotions run dictate the, the situation correct and yeah. i think that's that's hugely valuable especially at that age when they're when they really are establishing the ground the found work the found work the two words they're just the groundwork the groundwork and foundation yep, the found work. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of, um, we just coined a phrase right the found work of his of his life and his emotional state right because we're talking about like mental health right and mental health is a lot of it is dealing with problems and how you cope yeah. Right. And to to come at it from a level to teach your five year old, you know, to deal with things in calm, collected in a very mature manner. Like, I mean, you're only setting him up for uh, for a, a, a very healthy adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I brought up Mike earlier, too, because 
I get a lot of inspiration from him. I follow him um, on social and he posts a lot of him hunting with his five-year-old. And seeing the kind of relationship he has with his child and what they do, it's it's inspiring and it's encouraging. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on my path. I feel like it's like a 12-step program. Yeah. Like, you know, you feel almost like an alcoholic of somebody who's been so self-centered and focused on their own issues, which is what I think a lot of this did stem from was me getting very lost in myself. Yeah. And not realizing there's an entire world outside of just my crap. And that's easy to do. Like it's easy to kind of like retreat into yourself and, and lose that perspective. You know, that's an easy thing to do. And Oh yeah. And it's a hard thing to come out of. And you could last in there for years. Absolutely. You know, so absolutely. When I get my wife coming up to me in the past month saying, this is the most amazing time of our marriage, which is very fitting to say because today marks our 13th year uh, being married together. Yeah, I saw your anniversary pictures on, I've been seeing like the, you guys have been doing it more than a day. You've been doing it for a week. Yeah, like I've, well, seen like the, I've seen the flowers and the dinners. and <laughs> We're thousands of miles apart right now. Yeah. The, the wife and the kids are in Hawaii. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and we're out here in, in uh, Arizona and so we uh, did our kind of anniversary thing uh, last weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, know, that's that's huge. That's that, that's touching. Is, yeah. And again, another powerful moment for her to say that. And she's saying like, "You're the father that they they should have." Yeah. Know? And it's like, fuck. And you know, there's this little fear. It's like, am I just gonna slip back into old habits and and lose all that ground that I made? Right. Um, I'm. I like to think no. Um, I like to think I can keep the momentum going but it's it's going to be i'm sure an ongoing uh evaluation of myself yeah uh listening if my wife brings something up and actually listening to her in an honest way and not like being defensive because i think defensiveness really fucks things up for people well and and it's a knee-jerk reaction right it's easy it's a knee-jerk reaction because you automatically assume that you like like we said earlier you have your your perspective and your view of yourself and it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction to say no you're wrong you're just misinterpreting the situation you know and it's it's one of those things that you know one of the one of the, the the things that i've realized and not just even with my personal life with you know with shannon but even at work is one of the reasons that they didn't tell me the problems yeah that that were that that fork in the road that was that we were splitting apart yeah is because they were afraid of my reaction mm. And because they didn't trust how I would react or that I would react positively and accept what they're saying. And I think the more you have these conversations, the more that they can be in the trust that, oh, he's not going to flip out or he's not going to get angry and and tell me I'm crazy or reject the, the, the conversation. Right. Like, I think once you kind of start breaking down that barrier, then the honesty, like, A, it comes more frequent. And because it comes more frequent, it's less explosive. Yeah. Right. It's less like big. It's just little things and you, the the course, the course corrections are minor, right? Versus if you wait till now and they're a total gut punch. Yeah. Right. Well, one of the hardest things to swallow, um, at work when they told me what they told me is some people were intimidated by my physical presence. Yeah. And yeah, I heard something similar. I had a full on beard, like, you know, similar to you. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I've got a. I've got a very defined brow and like, I look like I'm almost frowning sometimes when yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I do too. I, I have resting bitch face. Yep, I, guess, I have the same. I know? look very serious when I'm not. People ask me, I've had, I've had a girl on my team ask me, um, and I never, it never, it never clicked in my mind yeah. until we had a conversation. But I realized looking, look in retrospect, she, every, almost every third, fourth day, she'd ask me what's wrong. You, yeah. look, you look upset. What's wrong? 
And I'm like, nothing. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And you're right. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's that you, we get, we get lost in this, like, Well, I shaved again. That's a big, big bumblebee. Oh, that's a bumblebee. big SB that just landed on my mic. That's awesome. Um, Go away. Nature. Uh, yeah, dude. I, so I, I shaved. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. It's not worth it to me. And it's like funny. As soon as I shave and, you know, this whole like shift in attitude, people are like, oh, you look younger. And, Isn't you that know, crazy? Like, people are like more receptive. And I, I wear a lot of black and green just because yeah. 5'11", <laughs> because 5'11". <laughs> um, and I, you know, I tend to, I tend to have a, like I bought three pairs of the same pants. Right. I bought three of the same kind of uh, one of our uh, pullover uh, shirt hoodies. Like it's easier for me in the morning to just throw that on right. and get to work. And people, especially in these days with you, you have groups like Antifa who have a very like kind of uniform dress. Well, not just Antifa, every, every group in general, yeah. right? Like not even, you're Pe- right. People they're get very, nervous. they're very uniform. Yeah. People get nervous. There's a look. And it's like, dude, I'm all, don't think Antifa, think Steve Jobs. Like, and I'm not trying to be Steve Jobs, but it's like he wore jeans and a black shirt because it was easy and it was one less thing to think about. And I yeah. realized... I was really having like, th- have, I was having to spend like 10 minutes just to like go through my closet and like, what am I going to wear today? Like yeah. making that easy on yourself is like, okay, I don't even have to think about it. Right. I know what I'm going to wear, grab it, go. And I can just focus on getting the kids out the door to school, whatever. Uh, but it's those little things. So like I'll throw in some color now. <laughs> You know, it's, and you know, it's it, those the things they they matter. Those those little details make a difference, and I really do believe that it's not. It doesn't. Your I wouldn't say your clothing or your look dictates who you are. Like Correct. you don't. We shouldn't. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, right? You shouldn't be but, disingenuous to yourself either. But I do think that the person that you put out yep. is is a reflection. I mean, you're putting that out for a reason. Right, you're putting that persona out for a reason, and so I think making a conscious effort to also change the person that you're putting out there yep. is 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 smart, especially if it's coming back. And look, in, in these days and times, people are very um, super gun shy, and you know maybe not the best word, but it's true. Like um, people are worried. People have a higher anxiety level, I yes. think, of something bad going down. So if they see somebody who's despondent or they look troubled, it's like suddenly the first thing they think about is, is this person going to come into the office and, <laughs> and do something? And it's like, and it, you know, you want to be like, how the hell are you even going to get to that conclusion? Like, I do think you even, people just want to avoid conflict. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, for me, it's like, do you even see how I am with my friends? Like right. I'm out here, like nobody here has that perception, right? you know, but again, perception's reality. Yeah. And so you, you spend so much time with people at work and it's important for you to, to make sure that you're thinking about them as much as you're expecting them to think about you, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. So I, I would sum it all up as we all go through shit back to talking about like reaching out to your friends, you know, leverage your network, leverage, yes. leverage your, um, leverage your community. Uh, people are willing to help people who care about you at least they really are and i think i said this when we were talking to alan is that look we all have our network and that network contains think of them as as specialists yeah right they have different experiences and they've and they've between collectively between all of them they've probably gone down the path that you're on right now already correct right and they can offer you guidance they can offer you you know and even just and sometimes you know what sometimes it's just cathartic to get it out to just have someone to just 
be a sounding board. Like that's one of the things that when you and I talk, like I'll tell you things just, you know, not because I'm necessarily expecting you to solve my problem, sure. but just because I just need to get it out. And sometimes so I can it's good hear to myself sounding saying board. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you might get a different perspective and totally. as long as there's trust, there's an opportunity to potentially grow, you know? Totally. So, so. That was a that, that got deep pretty quick. That was pretty deep, and on the heels of a deep episode with Alan, yeah, <laughs> we got into yeah. a whole leadership talk. But I think that you know, I we will get back to the overlanding and off roading and having fun and gear and all that kind of fun stuff. But I I felt that it was necessary that we kind of there there. I think there is a relationship between the listeners and us, right? And I think it's important that we be honest. You know, well, it's like I don't want to Facebook it, dude. Like right. on Facebook, everyone's like, "Oh, look at me! Look at all this great shit that I'm doing." It's life is amazing, and then on the backside, like you might talk to it's them. It's falling apart, like, right? Everything's falling. It's right. like, hey, if you were just a little bit more honest, maybe like you'd actually have the exactly. right kind of communication from people. You know, exactly, a hundred percent. So it, I mean, honestly, we're we're like we look at where we live in California and some of like kind of the superficial aspects of like, especially like South Orange County. Yeah. And it gets wearing. It does. It gets tiresome. Trying to, trying to keep up any kind of front. And I'm, I'm against that. Yeah. You know, and it's part of my problem. It's like, I kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve. So if I'm not feeling great, like yeah. you're going to know it. And you know, going back to the work thing, it doesn't work at work. Yeah. That doesn't, <laughs> you know? And, uh, um, yeah. So, I think sometimes it's important to just, you know, stay on top of these, these kind of issues as they come up and, and yeah. just, and mitigate, you know, yep. don't expect everyone else to just deal with your shit. Cause they have their own shit they're dealing with. Exactly. That's a big part of it too. Is like everyone's dealing with their world of crap. Yeah. And, and, and it goes back to the point, you know, where there's a difference between drama and actual and real life issues. Yep. And so a don't dramatize your issues right. and two, you know, yeah, feel free to throw away the drama. Get away, separate yourself from that and just focus on the good stuff and the things you got to work on. Yep. That's it. Yep. yep. So, you know. Wow. Yeah, we burned through. That's a good hour, guys. Wow. We burned through that one. So, well, let's uh, just real quick because we're going to get into this uh, on the next episode. I believe we're going to be recording. We'll it set it up. Yeah. yeah. So, we are here at the um, KC and 511. 2019 summer camp event the dry run the dry run yep. and we'll we'll really break it down um but this has been like six months of frantic kind of organization and i mean this was a brainchild that started at the, on our trip with overland expo overland right? expo west like yeah. you had this idea and you talked to them and I'll, i mean i'll get into it but i mean the things that i've been doing with you and the things that we've been doing together have all been the catalyst for um the kind of concept and idea that came up you know Going on a road trip with friends is something special. Yeah, 100%. Um, doing it with your family as well is like amazing. But going out with your friends and having a great time, it's, it's, it's something really cool. And going beyond that, um, just beyond just the camping and actually getting into becoming better for it, I think was important. So we'll discuss summer camp in the next episode. Uh, I think you guys are in for a great treat as far as like, you know, what's coming yeah. uh, from it. I am really for excited next year. about what, how, about where this is building to the things that we're learning from this dry run yeah. and the people, the big companies that are involved. Like I am, Dude. you guys, you're going to be, you guys are, you guys are going to be the real winners. This is, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And I don't, I'm I don't stoked. believe anyone else has done this and we've already got the ball rolling. So. Yeah. I'm really stoked. I'm so. excited. 
So stay tuned. We'll have um, hopefully at least another episode, if not a couple, uh, on, on what's going on here in, in Williams or outside of Williams. Yep. And uh, we'll definitely get into more of the, the back to our normal programming of, of good times and good trips and adventures. And well, whatnot. dude, let's pay some bills. Let's pay some bills. So uh, first up to bat is um, a supporter that's been with us from the beginning, um, and that's Rigged Supply. Uh, when you hear this, you will have heard um, our last podcast. Let's sit down with Luke. Yep, uh, uh, one of the founders. Yep, the, he's like the founder. Yeah, yeah, of of Rig Supply, and uh, that was a great episode. Yeah, it really was good. So. A good, solid human being. Absolutely. Um, he lives what he he practices what he preaches. Yeah, he lives the life. Yeah, and uh, you know, and he also comes from a really good place. Like he's a very same thing, very honest, very caring, very nice person, very thoughtful, very thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's amazing that he's even put the bandwidth he has into us. Yeah, given how much he's dealing with on his totally. own and with his, you know, his family is fairly like new as far as his third edition. You know, and he's got so much on his plate yet he still supports. You know what we're doing. So it's it's a huge thanks to him and. Um, he's not just a good person, but he makes a great product. Absolutely. His team, those guys that work at Rigged, I mean, they do they do awesome work. They make awesome stuff. So definitely um, check them out. You're a little um, closer to the products he makes, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, um, a strong Toyota focus yep. um, there, but they have you know, the universal fits now. Um, I've for seen, the Ultra Swing. For the Ultra Swing. Yeah. Yep. I've seen, you know, Subies go through there, uh, full-size trucks go through there. Yep. Um, you know, even a Jeep now, and I've, I've, you know, I think we talked about something like that in the in the previous episode. Um, so, and and of course, obviously, they're not done developing. So, totally, there's more stuff coming in the pipeline. So, um, keep they're, keep them on your radar. They're doing a good approach. They're they're sticking yeah. to a core. They're they're sticking to a core group, and then, you know, with the plans of branching yeah. out, where and they a see core fit. product, like they're really building that out to be a solid platform, not just a product. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 developing their core, and then they're going to branch out from there. Yeah, and it's it's so. it's a good business model. It's so try while they're succeeding. Yep. Um, and then of course we've got Casey highlights. Yep, we're here for their summer camp dry run. So yep. Casey's been with us again for a very long time. Very strong supporters of what we do, Massive. and yeah. hugely grateful um, for how much they believe in what we're doing. Yep, because they don't just support us; they believe in 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 this, and you know that kind of feeds us. I think like that kind of gives us the. The validation even though you know and and it, it drives us and alan's been a really key key person in that and his kind of um almost mentorship in yeah, a way right yeah, like for I sure mean, he's, i mean he's helped us along and making yeah. better decisions and the right Absolutely. choices um the good investments you know uh for instance like you know he helped us get our uh, sound equipment yeah you know and it that was like a that was a big deal for us so we didn't have to uh uh leverage uh anything else in order to kind of keep continuing to bring this to you guys yeah you know? um but it's interesting to see so many people here with these gravity pro six bars oh it's it's it was all over crazy the to see them last night dude the, the night run was oh it was amazing yeah it was like a lunar uh, amazing mission it, yeah it really did look like a like ufos kind of Just, making their way through the especially mountains especially once the once the trails kind of started switching back and yes. you started seeing the because it Ours was 15, and I think you guys were around 15, We were about too. 15 also, yeah. So it was two groups. I went with the first group, and it was supposed to be the fast. I don't think there was anything fast about that trail. That thing was just slow rolling. It was a it was a, a rocker. Like, it wasn't a technical trail, but it was like you were just rocking. Yeah. Side yeah, to side, yeah. front to back. Like totally. It was, 
It was a bumpy trail, but it was fun. It was fun. It was the Great Western yes. Trail. Yep. Is that correct? Yes, the Great Western Trail. It's a trail that runs from border to border. From Texas, right? Uh, no, I, it, I, it might be from Texas. I'm not sure where it starts, but it definitely starts from the Mexican border okay. up to the Canadian border. That's so rad. It's rad. It That'd almost, be a fun yes. little. I know a guy on Overland Bound who is doing the whole trail. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. it's, it's pretty rad. And it's definitely a bucket list item, I think. For sure. Yeah. That's, it's kick-ass. So, so um, but yeah, the, the Pro 6 Lights, Casey's uh, coming out with some new products too. Looking forward to being able to share that with people. Yeah, we're supposed to get some glimpses, I think, tonight. Yeah. I think, right? Some kind of sneak peeks. And yeah. then also um, at RFD LA in, on September 14th. That's right. That's, that's going to be, be our first LA event. First LA event. First meetup at Casey's headquarters in, in Gardena. Gardena yeah. um, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And I think they're going to have some brand new product on display. So what's the actual... That's the second weekend of September? Second Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Second that, Saturday of September. That's going to be the schedule. Second 2019. Saturday. Yep. <laughs> if you're listening to this in 2020, do not come. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where we'll be at. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a different day. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I'm excited for that. That's, Absolutely, that's like it's kind of cool to see it literally grow now. Yeah, like from Orange County to LA, and you know this this relationship with KC kind of facilitating that growth. Absolutely, um, is huge. So it's just it, it goes back to like the things that we've been building together. Yeah, um, adding to you know the, the things that we're building towards in the future. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. But uh, we've talked to you guys' ear off. Yeah. Enough. So um, so thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to, uh, if you like the podcast, give us a review on iTunes. It's hugely helpful. We've seen that like 43 of you have, which yeah. has been, which is awesome. We're like, we're a very new podcast. You know, we're, we've barely crested six months and we've yeah. had a ton of great reviews. So yep. thank you so much. Keep doing that. Keep giving us feedback. Feel free to reach out to us and give us feedback. It's awesome. We yep. love hearing it. Um, check us out at riggedfordirt.com rigged for dirt on instagram ali they can find you at uh take the jeep and you can find me at trucky mctruck face this is ali this is frank take care guys have a good night